Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Jeremiah live Bible study. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus, as we go through the book of Jeremiah. We're in Jeremiah 49, and Jeremiah's uh, given warnings to um, many groups of people. And we're at the fourth group of people in Jeremiah 49, which we will be picking up. In Jeremiah 49, verse 28. But before we do that, let's go to the Psalms. In Psalms 141. Psalms 141, a Psalm of David. Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be sent forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not mine heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayers also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth. And when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth, but my eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own net whilst that I withal escape. A Psalm of David. Yeah, David had a way of praying to God and using psalms to do it. And so this is a prayer. It's a good prayer for us today to talk to God. This is God the Father. This is not Jesus Christ. Please don't pray to Jesus. This is praying to the Father, okay? God the Father. And this is how we're to do it. An important part of this is it's like Jesus taught us, thy will be done 
you know, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste. And of course, Lord is Yahweh. Set a watch, he says, which means a guard. Set a watch, a guard, O Lord, before my mouth keep the door of my lips. You see, he's asking God to take care of his mouth. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes we say things we shouldn't. And when we do that, we're not doing the will of God. And so that's what Jesus was saying. Do ask to do the will of God. Okay? Incline not mine heart to any evil thing. So watch over me so that I don't get involved with those that are doing what's wrong. And let me not eat of their dainties, which of course means delicacies, which means, you know, things that they've gotten. So don't let me be, you know, um, desire that stuff. Take care of my heart. Make sure I don't think about, oh, look, we can get this and we can get that, and the flesh takes over, you see. And this is a good one, the next verse. Let the righteous smite me. So, you see, there's nothing wrong with a fellow believer, and I'm not talking about non-believers or demon-possessed people. We don't care what they have to say. But a fellow believer tells you you're doing something wrong or something's not right, you're supposed to be happy about that. You see, David was. It shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. So do you ask, God for that, do you? In your prayers, do you ask God? Well, that would be an amazing prayer, don't you think? God, listen, I want to make sure everything I'm doing is what you want me to do. And if I'm not doing things according to your will or doing things wrong, please, God, send someone to tell me about it. And I will listen to them. <laughs> That's the part. Yeah, people may ask that, which I doubt in general. But if they do, the listening pot and changing, repenting, meaning stop doing whatever it is that they've told you to do. David, teaching us about a great prayer to God. And if you want to read more about it and see what he's saying, and of course the last part of this, you're welcome to. I'm just going to do the last part of this. And then we will go into Jeremiah. But see, the enemy of us lays snares for us. They do. That that could be fellow believers, by the way, which they have laid for me, verse 9, and the traps of the workers of iniquity. So, you see, when it's a fellow believer, because, you see, David 
was a person in authority. So if you're a person in authority like David, sure, there's going to be people that's going to be laying traps for you. But everyday people like you and me, the people who lay traps for us are usually those that are calling themselves believers, but sometimes, sometimes it's people of the world. But if it's the believers that are setting traps for us, it's because they're workers of iniquity. They don't like that you're not like them, you see. So they want to catch you doing something wrong so they can accuse you. Sound familiar to Jesus and the Pharisees? Mm. But David prays to God, and he says, let the wicked fall into their own nest, whilst that I withhold escape, or while I escape safely, is what it says. And so David's saying, let them, you know, trap themselves, let other people see them for who they are, you see. Great prayer. And as believers, we have the ability to, you know, talk to God. And God will, oh yes, he will chastise us, he will punish us, he will send people to us, even if we don't ask for it, to try to get our attention as believers. Absolutely. Now, going to Jeremiah, this um, fourth group of people that Jeremiah warned concerning Kedar, which of course is Jeremiah 49, verse 28. Concerning Kedar and concerning the kingdoms of Hazar. Okay, so this group of people is Ishmael's people, you know, children's descendants. They're connected to the descendants of Ishmael. And so, of course, guess what? They don't care what God has to say. Jeremiah is going and warning them, watch out. That's it. You're going to be done for. And this is who's going to do it, you see. See, we as believers in Jesus Christ have access to God. And guess what? God does correct us. God does give us a chance. Kedah didn't give a chance. He wasn't given no chance. There wasn't anything like, well, if you change, you're going to have this happen. No. <laughs> no, Kedah is headed for destruction. And, and that's just the way it is. And that's the way the world is. If they're not believers in Jesus Christ, you see, then guess what? They're headed to destruction and there's no hope for them. The only hope is for those that have and do believe in Jesus Christ, have faith and do believe in Jesus Christ. So, Kida, this is a warning to them from Jeremiah, who was sent by God. And Jeremiah tells them, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, shall smite. So, guess what, Kida? Here's your enemy. And he's going to come and get you guys in the kingdom of Hazar. 
Hazor. Thus saith the Lord, Arise ye, go up to Kedar, and spoil the men of the east. How do you like that? So it's interesting here that we see the men of the east is mentioned. Spoil the men of the east. And, and so we now know who the east are. Okay, what God considers east, Ishmael. And spoil the men of the east. So Jeremiah goes and tells them this is what's going to happen. They don't care. Their tents and their flocks shall they take away. Guess what? Jeremiah tells Kedar people in Hazor, listen, guess what? You're going to lose everything. Because they usually did dwell in tents and things, just so you know. They didn't, like, um, set up cities and stuff, but it was mostly tents and stuff, like on the go or something like that. Um, Because it was in the desert areas, you see. Their flocks shall be taken away. They shall take themselves their curtains and all their vessels and their camels, so you won't be able to go anywhere except by foot. So you won't have anything to eat with, you won't have anything to cover yourself with, and you won't have any animals to go. Wow, that's in the desert, that's pretty rough, man. And they shall cry unto them, fear is on every side. And guess what? There's no hope. You're surrounded. How wonderful, how wonderful it is for us as believers that we have hope. That yes, the enemy can surround us, but all we have to do is call out to God. That is, as long as we are in good standing with God. You can't be in bad standing with God because you'll be in the same category as Kedar is and God will not help you and he will destroy you. He will to teach you a lesson. See, God doesn't destroy us like one day you've got everything and the next day you've got nothing. That's not the way Christians, God works with Christians, no. The way it works with Christians is that you are chastised by God little by little by little by little. And then ultimately down the road, if you keep going on the path you are on, guess what? You will be destroyed. You won't have anything. Everything will be gone, including your children, your relationships, and everything you own, and all your stuff. Oh, God can get pretty tough if you keep going on a path you're not supposed to be on. So that's what's going on. They have no hope. We do as believers in Jesus Christ. Flee, get you far off, dwell deep, O ye inhabitants of Hazor, saith the Lord. So, guess what? There's a warning. What is the warning? The warning is run. (laughs) Run now (laughs) and run away. For Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, hath taken counsel against you and hath conceived a purpose against you, a plan um, against you. Arise, get you up unto the wealthy nation. So 
guess what? God is letting them know. He's saying through Jeremiah, listen, are you going to listen to me? It's kind of like in the time of Israel when they were um, slaves in Egypt and God was sending the plagues on to um, Egypt. You see, God gave the Egyptians that listened a chance during some of the plagues. He said, if you do such and such, your animals, your whatever it is, will be safe, and you won't lose them or have them killed or whatever the plague happened to be. And the Bible shows us that the Egyptians, the ones that knew and believed that God was going to do what he said, did exactly what he said and went where he said to go, and so they were protected. But others didn't believe and they didn't care, and they lost everything. So you see, God does give people chances, depends on the people. And, of course, um, you know, it, Kedar... They have um, they have no warning like that. Hazah has a warning, so it's a different type. He knows that some there will listen. Arise, get you up into the wealthy nation that dwelleth without care, saith the Lord, which hath neither gates nor bars, which dwell alone. So, guess what? There was there was a nation at that time that they could go to, and God was telling them where to go and how to be safe. So if you listened, they knew who God was, of course. Ishmael knew. (laughs) Absolutely. Ishmael was the son of Abraham. Abraham talked to Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael's um, mother spoke to God and spoke to an angel of God, you see. So you understand that Ishmael knew who God was. So, you see, if you listen, even if you're a non-believer, God will help you to understand, to get out of trouble. Unless you're not going to believe and then he won't, you know, you won't do what he says and then he won't bother. Arise, get you up. 32. And their camels shall be a booty, and the multitude of their cattle a a spoil. And I will scatter into all winds them that are in the uttermost corners. And I will bring their calamity from all sides thereof, saith the Lord. So, guess what? God is saying, okay, go to this certain place, which they knew what it was. Go to this certain place, dwell there, everything will be okay. But, if you don't do that, guess what? You're going to lose everything. I don't care where you go. If you go someplace where I didn't tell you to go, then guess what? You're in trouble. You see, God has a plan. He tells us what to do. And so, this is for those that know who God is, but have not been following him. Now they have a choice. God has a plan for you. And he tells you what to do, tells you where to go. If you ask, he'll provide a way. Are you going to do it or is everything going to be destroyed? Yeah. 
And Hazah shall be, 33, shall be a dwelling for dragons and a desolation forever. Sorry, Hazah, you will not be again. Sorry, this is one of those nations that is not going to be a nation anymore. There shall no man abide there, nor any son of man dwell in it. So, of course, it's talking about, listen, no people. Nobody's going to come in and make this city, okay, and make this city their city or this kingdom their kingdom. It's just going to be desert, which is what, you know, most of that over there is, is desert. It's going to be nothing there, you see. And let's see here. 33. And it is interesting. I just want you to um, see that God's saying, just so you understand here, in Jeremiah, see, you've got to look at the languages. I hope you do. But when you see something like this last pot, nor... Uh, There shall no man abide there, nor any son of man dwell in it. So what it's talking about is, why would God say that? No man means no man. Why do you have to say no son of man? It's because, guess what? There's two types of people. One is Ish, which is the first one. There shall no Ish abide there. And that's everybody that's not descended from Adam. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, no, not everybody's descended from Adam, by the way. And abide there, so no ish, so that means nobody that's not descended from Adam will abide there, nor any son of Adam. That's right, it says son of Adam. So there's two types of people. One is an ish, and one is directly from Adam. So... God is saying, guess what? No, no, no humans will be there. It's only going to be, it's a dwelling for dragons, and that's it. You understand? A dwelling for dragons. It's, and that word dragon means um, serpent or monster or jackal, you know, it's a bad, only bad animals will live there, (laughs) you understand. And that completes the study for God's warning and promise to Kedah and Hazor.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.